Galatians chapter 5, verse number 7. When you have it, say amen. It says this. You did run well. Who did hinder you? That ye should not obey the truth. You did run well. Who did hinder you? That you should not obey the truth. And all of God's people said, amen. Today, I want to preach to you just for a few moments that we have left in this service from the topic, a divine reset. A divine reset. For many of you, you just heard the announcement of, uh, of what we call in our church, holy consecration. It's a time every year that within the culture of our church that we unplug, we deny ourselves of some of our uh, human comforts, we sanctify ourselves from some of the secular world that we can be set apart to God. I call it a, a reset. Fasting, although it is antiquated for men in, seems as a primitive practice. According to the scripture, it should be a, a regular routine and posture of believers. Jesus didn't say if you fast. He says when you fast. He just says if you decide to pray. He says when you pray. So praying and fasting is a regiment to keep believers from fainting spells. Men shall always pray and not faint. Mm, hallelujah. And so as we prepare ourselves for this time of being set apart and these times of being consecrated to God, there's some things I would like to have a discussion with you about. Because oftentimes it's not until we unplug that we realize what we've really been plugged into. Recently, there's been a popular Netflix series, popular and yet provocative, entitled Painkillers. This series is centered around the opioid epidemic, uh, discussion of big pharma, patients, victims, and even legislation alike. It's talking about the effects of these drugs in our culture and in our system. You know, America makes up less than 5% of the world's population, but over 50% of the opioid usage. Mm. There's a few points I want to share with you before I let you go to brunch today. A medication dosage is determined by the weight and the age of the patient. Today's message is not about Drugs that you get from Walgreens or drugs that you get from CVS or Walmart huh? or even the drugs you get on a street corner. Today, I'm talking about the pharmacy of social media. They don't run out the church y'all, or don't even tune out because you says this is not for me. Hear me. As we engage on a daily basis, we must understand that your medication dosage is determined 
by the weight and the age of the patient. You've got to rediscover how much you can handle. And I want to say this because parents, we need to have discussions about at what age and at what phase will we put a phone in our child's hand. And their peers and their friends can't be their measuring stick for that. Mm. Your family members can't say, oh, give them a phone. You, you must determine when you're going to let them have a social media account. When or never. Come on, somebody. <laughs> because the dosage of what they can handle is determined by age and weight. And not just for them, even for us. Number two, and I'll number myself so I'll stay on pace and I'll close quickly. Don't allow social media to be the source of your affirmation. It's been said, if you live for their approval, you'll die from their rejection. Mm. Somebody shout, addicted to the likes. Likes cannot be your litmus test for affirmation. Hallelujah. Let me move quickly. Number three. Don't establish your morals and standards based upon information on your timeline. This is why we have to have a reset and unplug. Because now people, I used to say people build that theology more from songs they sing than scriptures they read. But now people are shaping their theology based upon posts they read. YouTube videos that they are exposed to. And this is why you must be very careful. We talked about on Wednesday night about what spiritual maturity looks like. Being able to discern, being able to eat meat and spit out bones, you know, being able to gauge what's real and what's artificial. Because in the day and hour we're living in, brothers, you got to have some discernment. I don't want to get too close in detail about it, but you got to have some discernment just because the hair is swinging down their back. You, you, you got you to have a sensitivity. What is false doctrine? False doctrine is not the opposite of the truth. Because if it was the opposite of the truth, we would all see it coming. We would all reject it. But false doctrine is not the opposite of the truth. It's the truth contaminated. Enough of the truth to attract you. Enough of the truth to make you comfortable with it. But it's full of poison. And some of us wait too late. And after a while we have digested it. And has it affected our system? It's affected our lenses. It's affected the way we see things. It affected the way we hear things. You can't allow social media to be your teacher. You can't allow social media to be your pastor. I'm not, I'm not telling you you can't draw from other people. And I'm not telling you you can't draw from other things. But you got to be very careful that you don't end up consuming poison. And end up destroying your system. Mm. It's got to be line upon line. It's got to be precept upon precept. You got to test everything by the word of God. We are being indoctrinated 
with feel good clips that got nice soft music under it. Hallelujah. We're, we're, we're being pulled in and lured. We're quoting them even when they're not quoting scripture. Hallelujah. You got to be very careful. Hallelujah. Because many of us are being open and our spirit man are being open to the point we're being contaminated. Um, so don't establish your morals and your standards based upon information on your timeline. I remember one day I was upset with Waze. I was very upset with Waze because I got pulled over by the cops. I got pulled over. And my thing is, Waze shows you where the policemen are. But Waze is a social media app. In other words, I'll know it's there if someone says it's there. But if don't nobody say it's there, that means I can't trust it 100%. And many of you are trusting what you read 100%. You're trusting what somebody else said 100%. But your standard and your morals cannot be established by your timeline. Mm. Oh, that was a cute video, but what was the message behind it? Mm. Number four. For the first three, a lot of you all said, that's nice, but it doesn't appeal to me. Well, take it anyway. But if those three didn't appeal to you, this one is for you. Number four, choose your battles. Oh, Lord. Avoid foolish debates. Resist the urge to fight faceless opponents. They don't even have a Facebook profile picture. And you up at 2 o'clock in the morning going back and forth, writing entire paragraphs. As a believer, your goal should never be to win arguments. Your goal should always be to win souls. Mm. Choose your battles. Because if the enemy is using it as a distraction, then you must ask yourself the question, what am I being distracted from? Number five, be mindful of side effects. Although it's your prescription, it is your prescription. God told you to use social media. Somebody right now is watching this message about social media on social media. It's not, it's not the prescription. But you must realize that, that a prescription oftentimes come with adverse side effects. And it says, if you are, are experiencing these side effects before you continue to use it, check back with the physician just in case your dosage needs to be adjusted. Mm. I got some pharma people in here. Talk to me in here. Because it all affects different people different ways. Yeah. You got to be careful of the side effects. Many of us have been assigned to utilize social media as an avenue for the gospel, as a resource for connecting and making an impact in the world. But if it starts to cause you to lose more than what you win, you may need to go back to the doctor and adjust your prescription. All right, number six. 
I'm so glad we danced the first hour of this service. Look at the person beside you and tell them, number six, protect yourself. In the hour of screenshots and shares, protect yourself. You know, I know as, as, as some of you may sit in this room today and say this message about social media is very minimal. But as we prepare for consecration, when many of us unplug, we're going to realize the effects it has been having on our lives. As a matter of fact, while I'm preaching now, there's a few of you, you've had to resist the urge of checking your Instagram. And I know you're using your phone for the Bible app, but a notification came up while you were reading the scripture. And you end up exiting out of the scripture, Galatians chapter 5, verse 7, just to see who liked your picture from two weeks ago. I know this is beneath you. And I know this is a minimal conversation, but according to the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers, it showed that Facebook was mentioned in court documents out of 66% of divorce cases. 66%. Suicide cases. A great percentage are connected to social media in this hour. Maybe we think it's minimal and all the time it's the small foxes that have been destroying the vine. Mm. Listen what Job 31 says. Job 31 verse 11 and verse 12. It says for lust is a shameful sin. A crime that should be punished. It is a fire that burns all the way to hell. It would wipe out everything I own. Lust. And how does lust take root in your life? Through your eye gates. What you look upon. Mm, hallelujah. God told me to tell somebody we need a divine reset. We need a divine reset. When you get up in the morning. And it's the first thing you check before you check in with your creator. You need a divine reset. When it keeps pulling you in and luring you into secrecy, shadows and darkness, you need a divine reset. When it has the potential to mess up your marriage and mess up your education, mess up your ministry, you need a divine reset. It can be the source of people's depression. You were fine, but now your mood has shifted because of somebody else's post. As we prepare for November, I want to say to you that are in this room, as we prepare for November in this city and in our church, as we prepare for the election, you know, our in our city, our churches are going to get together. We're going to have a citywide revival during election season because I know the works of the enemy. He will use politics to divide us. But I want to say to you, you can be a Republican if you want to, and you can be a Democrat if you feel like it. But don't you ever be more of a Republican than you are a believer. Don't you ever be more of a Democrat. See, some of y'all ain't got tight. I don't care. Don't you ever be more of a Democrat than you are a believer. I am very patriotic. Earlier, I had an American, I had an American seal on my cufflinks. I love America, but I'm going to say something. I hope it offend your flesh. America is not the whole 
hope of the world Jesus is the hope of the world I thank God for my country I pray for my country but at the end of the day heaven and earth will pass away but his word will stand yes yes you know all the stats of every political platform because your algorithm is feeding your choice you don't know you don't know anybody else's side you don't know the details of anybody else's platform your algorithm is feeding your frustration it's feeding your fear it's feeding your anger and now instead of praying you're politicking but what the bible says in the book book of chronicles he says if my people who are called by my name if they will humble themselves and not vote and pray yes vote i want you to vote but at the end of the day the way we're gonna win this world and the way the kingdom is going to be successful it's not at the voting booth but it's on our knees when we pray it breaks the back of demonic systems I believe in godly marriage between a man and a woman but if you pass a law it ain't going to change people from sleeping with whoever they want to sleep with you can legislate you can pass laws to legislate people in the land, but laws cannot legislate people's hearts. Oh, hallelujah. Ah, addiction. We're, we become addicted. It's, you know it's addiction when it brings you into secrets and dishonest behavior. Dishonest. Are y'all going to cover me while I preach to this? Y'all cover me. Y'all cover me. Y'all cover me because I'm not a mo motivational speaker. I'm a, I'm a prophet. I want to come out and I want y'all to cover me. Well, I'm telling you, anytime you find yourself lured in, well, you got to hide your phone and you got to keep turning it over on the table. Oh, my Lord. Well, you got to get up to go to the bathroom. Or you got to sit in the car longer than you should. Oh, shine out the spotlight, Holy Ghost. Convict our hearts and our spirits from secret behavior. And I come to talk to somebody in this room. I hear the Holy Ghost says, talk to them about the secret accounts. Yes, you've been talking to, you got, a, you got another account that's been sitting in your phone, but God got all the passwords. God got all the usernames. Hallelujah. You've been keep having to go recover the password because you forgot. But God told me to tell you, it's time for a reset. It's time for a reset. Because I know what it feels like to have good dynamic church just to go back to my prison of secrecy and shut the door on myself. I know y'all want to talk about rebuke the devil but what happens when the enemy you need the rebuke is not the devil but it's you he is already defeated oh y'all not saying nothing to me I said he's already defeated you got tools you got keys and then you choose to go back you choose to go back it's affection and this is why it is wisdom when you know your weaknesses and when you know your struggles it is wisdom always to share with your accountability the person that you love the person who stood with you more than once after you fail and you give them a gift of insurance called passwords 
No, you don't trust me. No, it's not that I don't trust you. I don't trust the devil. I don't trust me. Uh-oh. I, I, didn't, I didn't know it was going to be like this. but You hear me? I don't trust. Here, take, take this. Because I want to be successful in God. I want to be successful in marriage. I want to be successful in relationships. Hallelujah. Yeah, see, we're always rebuking people who smoke weed. And we always talk about alcoholics. Hallelujah. We always talk about drug addicts. But some of us have an ID of Instagram going to our veins. We got an ID of Snapchat going straight to our veins. And we get a little hit and we get a little high. And then when we get sober, we feel guilty and we get condemned all over again. But all it takes us is 72 more hours just to go back to what we felt guilty about. And at some point, you got to say no 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 no. if I'm going to run at my optimum speed I need to shut it all the way down I need to delete it until I can handle it I need to erase it until I can face it somebody shout I'm getting ready for consecration because it starts to affect you you end up having poor performances. Your attendance and your performance in education in school becomes weakened. You start, listen, you start withdrawing from responsibility because you start saying, I got so much on my plate. I got so much on my plate. I would volunteer. I would serve. But y'all don't realize I got to go to work early in the morning. I get that. I get that. But some of you who keep making excuses for why you can't serve and why you can't volunteer because of everything that's on your plate, you need to have a real conversation. Have a real conversation with God. What is causing you not to have time to do what you've been called to do? Now, everything is not your assignment, but something is. And why is it, oh God, why is it that you don't have time, but you were up to two o'clock in the morning? You were up to three a.m. Well, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. Read your Bible then. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. Get on your face and pray. Ain't that something? When you start reading your Bible, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you don't have retainment. All of a sudden, you don't have capacity. I need you to get up and go to five, tell, five people, tell them, expose the devil. Come on, tell them, expose the devil, expose the evil one. Expose, oh, see, some of y'all couldn't move. He got you, he got you, he got you. You can't even move, but tell somebody, expose the devil. Hey! <laughs> oh my God. You start, all right, I got 10 minutes. I got 10 minutes, I'm gonna finish. You start withdrawing from responsibility. And this is where you, this is where the enemy starts really having a yoke on you. That you don't just start withdrawing from responsibilities. You start withdrawing from socializing. It affects your social skills. You will be connected to people on the other side of the world and disconnected with your family that you're sitting at the table with. You'll be connected with people in another state, but disconnected with people you're sitting on the road with. 
Because while we're trying to have y'all realize that the generation coming behind us, they have very poor social skills. They know how to work every app. They know how to work every computer. But you have to tell them, come on, say hello. Come on, open your mouth. Say, they can work every game console. Say, say thank you. Say you're welcome. And something has happened where they shut their mouths because their ear gates are flooded. Their eye gates are consumed. No social skills. That's why I challenge the parents in this room. If you want to save your children... Stop letting apps and cell phones and iPads raise them. You got to gauge their weight and their age to determine how much they can handle. Their creativity is being destroyed. Their imagination is being consumed. And our prophetic is being contaminated. Because what God is saying to people over there, it's not all the time what God is saying to us here. If you need a word from the Lord, get on your face and get a word. Oh, I'm coming and maybe it ain't for nobody in this room. But maybe you're watching online. I'm coming for that copy and paste ministry. You stop copying something you saw somebody else do in a church. You stick to your assignment and what God has called you to do. It don't have to make sense to nobody else. Stay in the vein and the flow. Keep your ears close to the lips of God. There's nothing wrong with gleaning from people. There's nothing wrong with receiving an impartation from people you trust. But you got to be careful that you don't end up sounding like something that ain't your inheritance. Because if it ain't your inheritance, it's not sonship. Mm. It's imitation. You end up losing interest in activities and hobbies in events that were once important to you. When you get addicted, continuing in this behavior, despite negative consequences, this is what you know is an addiction. When you see the negative consequences and you continue to engage, trying but failing to reduce or stop misusing it, engaging in the behavior. It starts to cause you to have insomnia. It begins to disrupt your sleep. My intention of my message today was not to beat you up. It was to expose. Because many of us are praying about everything else. And I'm going to be honest with you. Deliverance is not hard. Because when y'all were running around here and dancing. The enemy didn't have no stronghold on you. Not while you was going like this. That helicopter hand was hitting everything back. That, that kung fu praise. Woo, how fast you were running. Couldn't nothing catch up with you. But it's when you get still. When you get by yourself. And social media becomes your companion. It becomes your affirmation. It becomes your comfort. No, no, use it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, that's how people, that's how, I, there are people I've never met.
personally and I walk in the airport and they're like, oh, Bishop Younger. Like, hey, what do I know you from? I've never met you. But you my pastor. (laughs) You my bishop. Because they saw me on social media. Oh, it's an avenue. Oh, it's a wonderful avenue. It's medicine that helps. But anything abused can destroy you. You become you become addicted hallelujah and so then if you have an issue with your phone where it's not running at its optimum speed if you have an issue with your computer and it starts to act like it needs it's dialing up instead of fast speed if your screen gets frozen and you're swiping and it's not moving They said, before you bring it back to the shop, before you bring it back to the store, it says there's something wrong with it. They said, try a hard reset. Mm. And that's all some of us need. There's nothing wrong with you. You have answers. You got solutions. You in the place God wants you. And he said, God, maybe you made a mistake. Maybe I'm not called. Maybe I shouldn't be married. Maybe I'm not anointed. No, God don't want you to go into your deep hole of condemnation. There's nothing wrong with you. But just so you can run at your optimum speed. You got to shut down. No, no. Because many of us are trying to heal on our feet. No, no, really. We are afraid to unplug. Because Leanne, if we unplug, what will they do? If I turn off my phone, what will they do? But if you don't reset, what will they do? Who are you going to be if you are no more? (laughs) If you don't reset. I say this because every year during consecration, I come to this church and I stay for a whole week. And you have to realize that's different for me. I don't stay anywhere for a whole week. And so one of my biggest challenges is finding out where my clothes are, like my specific clothes. Have anybody seen my navy blue suit? Y'all think I'm playing. We have a whole group text because I got a closet here, a closet across the street, a closet in the back of the van and a closet at my apartment in D.C. Because I'm always moving. Has anybody seen my navy blue shoes? I'm always look. I'm never anywhere still. And. For the most part, it's my assignment. But then sometimes moving can be out of fear. Because if you got, if you really get still, you have to excavate the ruins. Sometimes it's not until you get still that you really realize where you are. I got to go because they need me. I got to go because they need me. I got to go because they need me. But if you keep pouring out and never get still to get poured in, you're going to be operating in a deficit. So that week when we come in to this church for seven days, praying and fasting. Reason why I want to preach these messages for the next couple of weeks, because Going straight into consecration without preparing is going to make it very difficult for you. 
I'm going to tell you why. Have you ever been running on a treadmill? Y'all see that, that button that says cool down? I found out that it's not just a cute button. Like you need to use it. Like, oh, look at the little red button. Cool down. No, no. You need to use it. Because, Robert, you know this. If you're running for 30 minutes straight on a treadmill, and if you don't cool down, as soon as you come off the treadmill, you're going to be walking like this. And some of us, if we don't prepare to consecrate ourselves, we'll miss the time of consecration. So I want to say this, because during consecration, we totally shut off of social media, right? I mean, we told now everybody will have excuses why they do need to. And some of us, some of you work and I understand you have to use social media to work and, and do what you need to do, you know, modestly. Right. I understand. But um, maybe you need to start now. Yeah. Cutting down on your time. Because some of us don't realize that subconsciously we go pushing buttons. It's why I have to delete my apps during that time. Because I could be ready to go to prayer. I say, all right, we got to go to prayer. I say, oh, oh, excuse me. Oh, oh. And it's not about a law. It's not, it's not about a law. It's not about the Holy Ghost standing over top of you going like this. It's that I want the fullness of everything that comes with me. And listen, listen, what I want to tell you all. And I'll preach about it next Sunday because sometimes we talk about being separated and all we think about is what we're giving up. But you got to think about what you're going to gain. Galatians chapter five. The people had received the grace of God and through the grace of God, they had received salvation. Y'all play softly and I'll close. (laughs) They receive salvation through grace. But you have to realize these people have, have been accustomed to keeping laws. So they receive grace. Oh, wow, I'm saved by grace. I don't have to keep the law. Then they say, all right, now give me the laws now. Because it's what I've always done. It's what I've always done. So I'm going to do this because <laughs> it's what I've always done. And Paul said, hold on. Y'all were doing so well. You were doing so well embracing the grace of God. But you opened up your eyes and your ears to somebody else that told you you need to go back to be relevant. You were doing so well and you were so confident until you opened up your Facebook and saw somebody living a certain kind of life. Or somebody wrote a post about their wife and now you're looking at your husband like, you ain't never wrote nothing about me. And y'all were doing so well. But who hindered you? Who, who hindered you? Anytime you start, oh Lord, I thank you, Lord. Oh, da 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 ba so kosha da 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 ba some of you, it's not what you've been writing. It's what you've been liking. Be mindful. As we reset and you get ready to go back, don't like or share anything that can't be displayed here.
if I'm going to use it, I'm going to use it to testify of him. Oh, yes. And also the cat videos. I like the cat videos. <laughs> I like the dog videos. I like, I like all of And I love the baby videos. And when a baby starts laughing, the Bible says, Jesus looked at Peter and said, let me use your boat. <laughs> let me use your boat to preach. May we give the Lord our platform that he can be seen. Now, I know the way I preach today. I did not hoop. I did not holler. But I preached a loud message that we would all take a retrospect within ourselves and reset. Stand on your feet. God bless you. Give God a hand and clap of praise all over this room. The Bible says man shall not live by bread alone. But every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. I pray today's message has been a blessing to you and that you've been expanded, increased, and you've been given the desire to walk even closer to God. If you've really been blessed by today's message, I want you to consider partnering with me that I can continue to get out quality content, inspirational, motivational, and gospel messages because we know it's through the foolishness of preaching that souls are saved. When you partner with us, you're helping us spread the word of God, not just domestically, but internationally all over the world. And so remember today as you sow, that even though the money or the gift may leave your hand, it will never leave your life because you're partnering with something that's greater than you. We want to hear from you. If you've been blessed by our ministry, we'd like to get your messages. Send us an email. Uh, follow us on social media and take this opportunity to subscribe to this YouTube channel. Remember, I know what it feels like to cry till you have no more tears left to cry. But after you finish crying, don't stop. Get up. Get up. 